Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. I have a lot of people who reach out to me asking what the secret to lasting sobriety is. While I don't think there's one secret, I could look back on my own experience and identify some of the most pivotal moments in my sobriety. Always on the top of that list are moments when I was open to forgiveness. Forgiveness to myself, forgiveness to others, and being open to asking for forgiveness from someone that I had hurt in the past. With each of these moments, I felt like I leveled up in sobriety as I felt huge weights I had been carrying for so long were finally lifted from me. So how do we begin the process of forgiveness? How can we finally be willing to let go of some of the things that we've held onto for so long? Well, that is what we're going to be talking about today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. Forgiveness was by far one of the biggest obstacles that I've faced since getting sober. Although I've worked through many things when I'm struggling with my emotions at any given time today, when I start exploring why I'm upset, I usually find the core of the struggle usually revolves around holding on to a resentment. But even if we could identify that as a problem, fixing that problem's not always an easy task. I know when I first got sober, I had a list of people and events from my past that I considered unforgivable, and at the top of that list was myself. This was not a list that I sat down with pen and paper and made, but there were things that when I thought about them, I'd instantly think, nope, that's not going to happen. I'm sure you could think back and identify certain things that you have resisted in the past or even some that you may still be holding on to today. If you are still struggling with forgiveness and have a current list like I did in the past, I ask you to at least be open to the idea of forgiveness. You don't have to commit to the act of forgiveness today. However, just be open that maybe one day in the future you might be able to forgive. Even if that's 50 years from now, it doesn't matter. The idea of just accepting that one day in the future you might be able to forgive is enough to get started in this process. In fact, being willing is the first step of the process. To begin this, we must discover why we are choosing to hold on to a resentment. I start this process by asking myself why I'm resisting forgiveness in the circumstance. Ask yourself, are you consciously or subconsciously punishing the other person or yourself by holding on to that anger? Do you think forgiveness for the act is not deserved? Do you think the other person or yourself has not earned forgiveness or simply is not a person worthy of it? Most of the time when I'm going through that process, the answer is yes to all of the above. Sometimes I'm stuck and the only answer that comes into my head is because I don't want to. When that happens, we have to dig deeper. Keep asking yourself why until you get to the root of the blockage. I want to give you a few examples and we could start with forgiving others. The one person outside of myself that I've struggled the most to forgive is my dad. I've made a lot of progress, but it is still something I'm working through today. My dad lived an entire life full of addiction and wreckage. I had tried to stuff down much of the pain and anger I had around my dad for many years. However, when he died, all of that surfaced and I didn't know how to handle it. I was mad at him for going to prison and not being around when I was a kid. 
I was mad at him for going back to his old lifestyle after getting out of prison instead of seizing the opportunity to rebuild relationships with people in his life who so desperately wanted him to do that. I was mad at him for going back to prison when he was 65 years old. I was mad that when I sat by his side when he was dying in the hospital that we had to share that moment supervised by two armed prison guards. And I was absolutely pissed at every horrible and evil thing that he did. Not only the things I knew about, but everything else I could imagine that he probably did also. I was 11 months sober at the time he died, and I did not have a lot of tools for dealing with all these emotions suddenly surfacing at once. I also drove 12 hours to see him before he died, which meant I had a 12-hour drive by myself to get back home to let all of that anger just fester. I was so angry with him. I hated the idea that a man so capable of evil acts was half of my DNA makeup. I didn't like him being a part of me. On that drive home, he moved to the top of my list of unforgivable people. But today, although I'm still working through it, I could say that I truly love my father. I could recognize the parts of him that were kind and loving and that desperately wanted to be the father that I wanted to have. The first step to this was separating the things he did from the person he was. That all started the first time I heard someone say the phrase, hurt people hurt people. I do not believe that people are born inherently evil. I think most people are doing the best they know how based on the circumstances of their lives up till that moment of time. I know I've done many things in the past that do not reflect the person I am. Even at the moment I did it, I would do anything to go back in time and not do the things that I did because I felt absolutely horrible for hurting them. I know that in my active addiction, I desperately wanted to be anybody from the person that I was, but I didn't know how to change. I didn't know better ways of dealing with life besides getting drunk and lashing out when I was in my most desperate, painful moments of my life. Is it possible that my dad felt the same way about the things he did? Is it possible that he also desperately wanted to be a better person and did not know how? Is it possible that if he had the resources and tools to heal from his past trauma, he could have been a completely different person? When I began asking myself these questions, the best I could do was say maybe. But in my experience, maybe is enough to get started. It shows we're willing to crack the door of forgiveness open. And when we're talking about doors that have been sealed shut for decades, that is huge progress. But even with being willing, there were still some things that I felt he didn't deserve forgiveness for. It was like I subconsciously felt he didn't get enough punishment yet for the act, and if I let it go, he wouldn't get what he deserved. But here's the thing. He was dead. The only person still suffering from not letting go was me. I had to realize that the act of forgiveness and letting go is for my healing. It is about allowing myself to let go of the pain so I could live a life free of that burden I've been carrying around for so long. It is not condoning the acts. It is not approving the person he was at the time he committed them. It is permitting me to move on from what happened so that it no longer has power over me. It is about freedom and liberation. I remember talking to a friend during the process and telling him how great it felt to start being open to forgiveness for my dad. I told him that I even was beginning to feel a level of compassion towards him instead of only anger. My friend looked at me and said, Great, now that you have learned a process that is working for your dad, Why don't you begin that same process to forgive yourself? I looked at him and said, it's not that easy. 
He looked back at me and said, why not? I scrambled through all my normal excuses in my head for holding on to resentment, but I realized I didn't have a good reason, just excuses. And when I dug a little deeper on why I resisted forgiving myself so much, it went back to all the reasons that blocked me from beginning the process of forgiving others. I was still punishing myself. I did not think I deserved forgiveness because I did not feel worthy. So without any good reasons not to start the process, I did. It has been a long, definitely still ongoing process, but the rewards are just as great as it was with starting the process of forgiving my dad. People often ask me, should I start with forgiving others or myself? Or we'll also say things like, I can't learn to forgive others until I learn to forgive myself. In my experience, they all feed off each other. I do not believe you could completely focus on forgiving yourself without being willing to also forgive others. And the things that you learn from each will help you in the process of the other. For example, after feeling that initial weight being lifted off me by beginning the process of letting go of resentments I had with my dad, I realized there was a lot of people who likely were still holding on to resentments from things I had done to them, which I had made no effort to begin making right. So I began to make amends to people that deserved them from me. In the process of doing that, one friend in particular gave me a gift of forgiveness that I did not think I deserved. That experience with him showed me a greater capacity for forgiveness that I did not know was possible, which opened me up even further to being willing to forgive others. As me and that friend healed and grew our friendship even further, he also demonstrated to me that I was worthy of forgiveness, which helped me begin the process of healing myself. Remember earlier when I said hurt people hurt people? Well, the opposite is also true. Healed people heal people. Just like focusing on resentment can make resentment grow, focusing on forgiveness and healing will also make those grow. Where our focus goes, our energy flows. Each day, if we shift our focus to forgiveness and healing, we will begin to see a shift in our energy and our mood. Forgiveness is a process, not an event. It is a series of choices that we make to liberate ourselves from the burdens of resentment. But it is a choice that we have to make. If time really healed all wounds, as people say, then would we still be carrying around resentments that are decades old? We have to consciously choose to forgive so that those wounds could heal. It is not an easy choice, but it really might just be the biggest secret to live in a sober and happy life. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. This week, I want you to think of one person that you think will benefit from listening to this episode and send it to them. Be the person who plants a positive seed in someone else's life today. You never know how much they might need it. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy. 